Taiwan will soon lift its ban on food imports from around areas around the Fukushima nuclear power plant. The banquet ban was imposed after 2011, after the Fukushima nuclear disaster. On Tuesday, the executive yuan announced that imports from five affected Japanese prefectures will be allowed as early as the end of this month. All food imports will have to carry proof of radioactive testing and proof of origin to enter Taiwan. We have decided to make some reasonable adjustments to the policies on Japanese food that have been in place for 11 years. Today's press conference is to report on this matter to the public. Seated in a row of officials, Executive Yuan spokesperson Luo Bingcheng made the announcement. Hailing a return to science and pledging rigorous import checks, he said Taiwan was ending its blanket ban on food imports from five Japanese prefectures, including Fukushima. Back in 2008, Taiwan set safety standards for permitted levels of atomic dust and radioactive contamination in food. After the Fukushima nuclear disaster, we amended the standards on two occasions, in 2013 and 2016. Right now, they are the strictest standards in the world. Take cesium-134 and cesium-137 as an example. Codex sets the limit for these two substances at 1,000 becquerels per kilogram of food. Canada, the EU, and the U.S. all allow for more than 1,000 becquerels per kilogram. In Taiwan, the maximum permitted is 100 becquerels per kilogram. That's 10 times stricter than the international standard. The officials stressed that Taiwan would not allow the import of radioactive food. Another said that the government would launch three complementary measures alongside strict testing protocols. Instead of banning imports from certain areas, we will only ban certain high-risk products. All products that have been banned from circulation in Japan will not be allowed to be imported to Taiwan. Products such as wild animal meat, mushrooms, and kushiabura will not be allowed in. Food products from Fukushima and the four other prefectures will be required to provide two documents upon entering Taiwan proof of radioactive testing and proof of origin. Every single food product shipment from the five prefectures that reaches Taiwan's borders will be inspected. We will have more restrictions on the types of food products, double documentation checks and inspections on every shipment that arrives in Taiwan. There will also be stricter spot checks for nine main kinds of food products. In general, products that are cleared for distribution in Japan have been tested for safety. So that's an assurance. The new regulations could enter effect as early as the end of February. Minister Without Portfolio John Deng says the lifting of the blanket ban could help Taiwan's bid to join the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership. He said it could pave the way for greater engagement with the international community. Ever since the Fukushima nuclear disaster in Japan, scientists have been closely tracking levels of two key radioactive substances. They are cesium-134, which has a half-life of two years, and cesium-137, which has a half-life of 30 years. These two radioactive substances can appear in trace amounts in food. However, the human body can safely take up to one millisievert of radiation through food or other non-background exposure, according to international guidelines. Studies in several countries have shown that the average person gets nowhere near that dose limit through normal food intake. On average, the radiation intake through food comes to 0.001 to 0.003 millisieverts a year, which is just 0.1% to 0.3% of the allowable limit.
换成呃琉璃辐射的单晶，它可能的致癌风险大概。Those concerned will convert that to ionizing radiation and worry about the potential carcinogenic risk. The risk is about 10 to the power of negative 7. It's about 1 in 10 million. Carcinogenic risk that's less than 1 in 1 million is regarded as relatively low. 情况下, Regarding this risk assessment data, there's quite a large amount of data, and so I consider it to be believable. But the public still has the right to choose. Food safety checks have a very important role. I hope that the government will maintain safety checks on food imports from these five Japanese prefectures. I hope that the food will be clearly labeled. On Tuesday, experts weighed in on the executive yuan's decision to end its Japan food ban. They said that scientific safety assessments should be respected and that in the end, consumers will get the final say in the free market. Taiwan reported 26 local COVID infections on Tuesday. 22 of them were found in isolation and posed little infection risk to the community. The remaining four cases are a family of four living in New Taipei. Investigations are underway to determine their source of infection. Of the 26 local cases today, 22 went from negative to positive during isolation. Four were found in the community. Four cases were a family of four in New Taipei. The first case detected was one of the daughters who developed a runny nose. She tested positive at the end of Spring Festival in a rapid test, which she took as required by her internship program. The company had asked employees to take a rapid test at home. After she tested positive in the rapid test, she was administered a PCR and diagnosed with COVID. Once she was found, we traced her contacts and found that three family members she lives with were also positive. The new Taipei mayor stressed the importance of COVID screenings in the workplace. The new Taipei government hopes that companies will encourage workers to get tested before going back to work after the spring festival break. You can also get tested if you have any health concerns. Tests are available at 31 stations in New Taipei. The family had visited several locations in Taipei and New Taipei before their diagnosis. Besides interning at a company, the younger daughter had worked part-time at a cafe, which has since closed for disinfection. The elder daughter works at an accounting firm, which has since launched response measures. Employees working on her floor must take two rapid tests by February 14th. They'll only be allowed back to the office if they test negative twice. Taiwan has reported another quarantine hotel cluster infection, and this time at a hotel in Taipei's Wanhua district. Two guests were infected by another guest on the same floor. Experts believe that the virus may have been carried through air currents passing from room to room. The hotel has been banned from accepting guests until improvements are made to its air ventilation system. Taipei has reported another cluster infection at a quarantine hotel this time in Wanhua. Two guests on the hotel's seventh floor have been confirmed infected by another guest on the same floor. Those two guests were initially listed as important infections and have now been reclassified as local cases. Officials suspect the virus entered the rooms through gaps in the ceiling. 
On January 30th, the hotel was cleared out. It closed for six days for disinfection. The facility was inspected on January 10th and again on February 2nd. The hotel was instructed to make improvements. So here's where we stand today. No guests will be allowed to stay in the hotel until the air conditioning system is improved. The air conditioning system is an important factor. If you are isolating or quarantining in a quarantine hotel and you can still smell the instant noodles or the cigarette smoke from next door, then that means the system is not up to code. An expert says that detecting odors from one's neighbors is a sign of inadequately sealed rooms. COVID can also spread when guests open the door, as contaminated air can flow out into the corridor. It can spread through air drafts. If you have an infected COVID arrival staying at a quarantine hotel, when their door opens, the air flows out into the corridor. That increases the infection risk for meal delivery staff. It's believed that Omicron can spread through droplets and through contact with infected surfaces. COVID can also spread through air conditioning systems, which can disperse the virus far and wide to different rooms. Air conditioning units should pull in air from the outside and not circulate the same air. They should bring in outside air four to six times every hour to mix that with the indoor air. Then the indoor air can be vented out. Another important part of this is that the air must be filtered. The physician recommends that quarantine hotels ensure fresh air in closed spaces and install air filters. With hotel outbreaks cropping up nationwide, the CECC says it'll be a long wait before it fully reopens borders. A woman from Penghu has become the first person in the world to have a tooth removed through her eye socket. A 23-year-old woman surnamed Xu started to struggle with chewing six months ago. Doctors were astonished to find she had a tooth growing upward from her jaw towards her eye. To save their patient from eye damage, they removed a large number of teeth, but the upward-pointing tooth could only come out through the eye socket. This pioneering surgery was a major success. This woman's surname, Xu, flew in from Penghu to thank her doctor for an unprecedented surgery that gave her back her capacity to speak after a tooth began growing toward her eye. Apart from the appearance, it was also affecting my eating, and it was affecting my ability to bite down. And when I spoke, saliva came out of my mouth because it had pushed on my forefront incisors and distorted them. That was so inconvenient in day-to-day -day life. She was unlucky enough to have a tooth grow in the wrong direction out of her jaw, upward. It was caused by a very rare bone disorder. Her teeth began to grow irregularly, but it was impossible to wear a brace. The tooth was growing beneath her left eyeball, and if it hadn't been removed, could have grown unchecked into her eye, damaging her sight. After much consideration, doctors decided to remove the tooth through a surgical incision into her eye socket. The eight-hour surgery removed 16 teeth from upper and lower jaws. The high-up tooth was already approaching her eye socket. Before long, it would have broken through into her eye and could have damaged her eyeball, affecting her eyesight. Luckily, this time we could remove the tooth through the eye socket. This was the first tooth removal ever carried out through an eye socket. After her traumatic ordeal, Shu is now on the mend and can smile easily again. The U.S. has approved a potential Patriot missile support package to Taiwan. The deal is valued at 100 million U.S. dollars. It includes engineering services designed to upgrade Taiwan's Patriot air defense system, which was purchased from the U.S. According to Taiwan's defense ministry, the deal will come into effect within a month.
Taiwan's U.S.-made Patriot missile defense system is set to get an upgrade. The U.S. State Department has approved a 100 million U.S. dollar sale of missile equipment and services to Taiwan. The package includes five years of engineering services and field surveillance support designed to improve Taiwan's air defense. This arms deal is U.S. President Joe Biden's second sale to Taiwan since he took office. There are 15 countries in the world that use Patriot missiles, and they will be integrated by the U.S. for the sharing of technical intelligence. This could reduce overall costs. In effect, this initiative would turn Taiwan and these countries into an alliance for missile defense intelligence sharing. The defense analyst says that the dollar amount of the arms deal is not large, but he says that the fact of the sale reflects strong mutual trust between Taiwan's and the U.S.'s militaries. On Tuesday, Taiwan's presidential office issued a press release thanking the U.S. for fulfilling its security commitments under the Taiwan Relations Act and the Six Assurances. According to Taiwan's defense ministry, the U.S. Congress has been notified of the deal, which is expected to come into effect in a month. This arms deal isn't a big one, but it is of great symbolic significance. It signals that the U.S. attaches great importance to Taiwan, which, in the face of the Chinese threat, must improve its self-defense capabilities. The Patriot 3 missile system is a key element of Taiwan's air defense. Its main purpose is to intercept other missiles, although it can also function as an anti-aircraft weapon. Its radar has a range reaching 100 kilometers. It can track 100 potential targets at once, guiding up to eight missiles at a time to three to five targets. Taiwan has an upgraded version of Patriot 2, as well as 384 Pac-3 missiles. There are also the extended-range Patriot missiles that will be purchased in the future. The Patriot's radar and missile guidance system use gallium nitrate semiconductors, which allow it to more effectively distinguish real targets from fake. Taiwan's first order of Pac-3s from the U.S. was fulfilled in 2017, leaving a sizable surplus in its spending budget. The Ministry of National Defense plans to use the surplus on Patriot Guidance Enhanced Missiles, which will increase the system's interception range to 600 kilometers. The enhanced missiles will also be more effective on low-altitude cruise missiles and low-radar cross-section targets. Taiwan was in sharp focus at Japan's House of Representatives on Tuesday. At his first interpolation session, lawmaker Wada Yuichiro grilled Japan's foreign minister over the Taiwan issue. We turn to the exchange. A Taiwan emergency is a Japanese emergency and therefore an emergency for the Japan-U.S. alliance. I would like to ask, how does the government view the current situation regarding the Taiwan emergency? Peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait are crucial for the security of Japan and for the stability of the international community. If Japan wants to strengthen its relationship with Taiwan, should the name of the Taipei Representative Office be changed to Taiwan Representative Office? The office is a contact window for citizens involved in Japan-Taiwan affairs. Its name is decided by Taiwan's government, and Japan's position is to not comment on the matter. 
But what I can say is that Taiwan and Japan have shared values, close economic ties, and frequent exchanges. Taiwan is an important partner to us and an important friend. Lawmaker Wada represents Japan's kinky constituency. He is also the director of the Friends of Li Denghui Association in Japan. Taste of Europe is a YouTube video series featuring diplomats cooking European dishes. In the latest episode, the director of the French office in Taipei teaches everyone how to make a popular dish from southern France, poulet à la basquez. So the recipe is a chicken à la basquez. So you need a chicken. This is Jean-François Casabon Mosinov, director of the French office in Taipei, introduces the ingredients needed to make poulet à la basquez. The ingredients include chicken legs, non-smoked ham, onion, chilies, green pepper, sweet pepper, tomatoes, garlic, white wine, olive oil, flour, salt, black pepper, piment d'espelette, rosemary, and fresh parsley. I'm born in a region very close to Paybas. To so you are from the southern part. Oh, that's, that's it. Uh, very close to the Atlantic Ocean and Spain. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, so we, are, we were used when I was a child to have that kind of food at home. Uh, my mother was cooking it. Uh, so it reminds me my home. It reminds yes, yes. me a beautiful countryside with a lot of sunshine. We'll uh, rub the uh, chicken legs mm -hmm. like this. The first step is to rub the flour onto the chicken legs with your fingers, then dice the ham and add two to three spoons of olive oil. After that stem, put the chicken legs and tomato into the pot to boil. Next up, add in some ham, olive oil, onions, bell peppers and mix it with the chicken. So the second phase of the, of the receipt, so it's uh, well done this way. It's sort of crispy. That's it, exactly what we are looking for. Then press the garlic with the skin on to preserve the taste and aroma of the skin. Keep the garlic in yes. my way with its skin. And yes. you don't uh, chop it, you don't cut it, you just... So we can have the flavor. That's the it. Aroma of the skin. Exactly. And, and, and the, the garlic will not burn. I see. The uh, white wine a little before. Then add in some white wine and piment d'Espelette, a pepper that is cultivated in the French commune of Espelette. Espelette is a very nice village in this countryside, mm -hmm. uh, in the Pays Basque. Very famous. You can uh, find cheese with piment d'Espelette. You can find uh, a lot of uh, different uh, kind of things. Lastly, add in the chicken again to shimmer for five minutes. After that, add more pepper and salt, and the dish is ready to be served. A new episode of Taste of Europe is released every Friday. In each episode, representatives from 15 EU member states will teach viewers how to make authentic European dishes from their home countries. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Song Shuhui in Taipei. Taiwan's women's soccer team arrived home on Tuesday after competing in the 2022 AFC Women's Asian Cup in India. The team was flown in on a China Airlines charter flight after seven players and two coaches contracted COVID overseas. Upon arrival, the infected cases were sent to centralized quarantine facilities, while the rest were taken to quarantine hotels. This year at the AFC Women's Asian Cup, the squad advanced to the quarterfinals before falling to the Philippines. Taiwan didn't qualify for the FIFA Women's World Cup at the tournament, but it did book a spot in the Inter-Confederation tournament scheduled for 2023. And there, the team will have another shot at qualifying for the FIFA World Cup. 
Period pain is a part of life for many women, and dealing with it can be quite a challenge. Especially over the cold winter months, a bad case of menstrual pain can feel miserable. If this is something that you're living with, here are some tips from a traditional Chinese medicine doctor to improve your circulation and hopefully ease those painful moments. And we've also got some simple yoga stretches to help keep your muscles moving, even when you're feeling rough. Period pain is a familiar experience for many women. Some people like to sip a hot drink to warm themselves up. Others use hot packs. I use those heat packs, which make it less painful. Traditional Chinese medicine doctors say that chronic period pain is caused by circulation problems. Drinking cold water or sitting stationary without enough exercise can cause what they call an asthenic cold constitution. Women with colder wombs often find that circulation in other parts of their body isn't as good either. So when they get their period, they will easily experience symptoms like headaches, for instance, or lower backache or swelling in the legs. For most period pain, the first place to put a hot pack would be on the belly. This doctor recommends also putting a hot pack on the spine near the buttocks or on the sun ingjiao acupuncture point at the top of the ankle. Exercise is another way to relieve period pain. When we're relieving our period pain, we can do cat-cow poses to stretch our lower backs. First, inhale and arch your back. Let your vertebrae open one by one. Relax your neck and shoulders. Stretch your heels back. As you exhale, reverse. Raise the top of your head and your heart. These simple movements can help the muscles in the lower back relax and soften, improving circulation and metabolism, and potentially reducing pain, all without the use of medication.